Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer. Introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. To this bonus episode that we're getting to share. I'm Akua Walker, your nurse practitioner in pediatrics and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer at Moms Changing the World. And I'm back with Trisha Blackford. We've had a chance, if you haven't already, make sure to listen to her interviews with me around her mom journey and you know how she's just learned so much raising her children and her family as missionaries in Chad. But we wanted to do a little focused time on supporting us as parents. So as a homeschool mom, she's had the amazing, you know, chance to to plan and prepare and homeschool, you know, her children. And I'll let her tell you, you know, the ages and stages of, of each of her children in a little bit. Uh, but we have many moms uh, around, you know, the country who are having to take on the teaching role. Um, in ways that we haven't had to before because of distance learning and related to the pandemic and being able to you know, integrate and social distance and, and all of these, these new factors that weren't even an issue last, this time last year. So welcome back, Trisha. It's so good to have you. Thank you so much, Akua. It's great to be with you. Yeah, yes. And then, you know, in the main interviews, we touched a little bit on um, how you and your husband didn't necessarily set out to homeschool. But why don't you, you know, tell us about your children, the ages slash grades that they're in, and, and, and kind of what you enjoy most about homeschooling. So my kids are 11 right now. It's easy. They're 11, 9, 7, 5, 3, and 1. I have three <laughs> daughters, two sons, and then a toddling little delightful girl. Yes. So it's, it's a little bit harder at different ages, times of the year. I honestly can't tell you what grades they're in. We, we don't, we're not, when they finish one grade curriculum, we just start the next one. And so I think my daughter might be, my oldest might be in sixth grade. So then just count down from there, six, four to mm. kindergarten, maybe preschool, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't, yeah, we don't focus so much on the grade. I just try to keep them learning and challenged. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think with homeschooling, and we can talk a little bit about the types, as far as kind of I'm aware, you know, I haven't been a homeschool, you know, mom, my children have been in in a private Christian school ever since they were kind yes. of in preschool. So we've always, yes. you know, had them in the, the school setting. But you, you know, talked about kind of a flexibility that homeschooling allows you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you know, what you know about the different types of homeschooling and then how, you know, I guess how, how to approach it if you're coming at the distance learning. Okay. Well, so I'd like to articulate that, that executing someone else's plan 
in distance learning is quite different than homeschooling. What, what my husband and I have chosen to do with our kids and what our kids now love to do and, and would choose for themselves at this point is we choose our own curriculum and we choose our own schedule and we execute that. And so what our day looks like is everybody wakes up, the older children wake up at 6.30 to have their abiding time and Bible reading time with God. Then everyone wakes up at seven, we, get, we all get dressed. Even if we're not leaving the house that day, we all get dressed. I had a, I had a choir teacher teach me, we were, we were doing an audition and it was behind a screen. And she said, you need to wear a dress. And I said, no one's going to see me. She said, if you feel pretty, you're going to sing pretty. <laughs> and I, I kind of feel like that's true just for life. Like if you're, if you are dressed and ready for the day, you're going to approach your schoolwork in a, in a different way than if you're still in your pajamas. But that's just something that we, we do in our family. And so we, um, we eat breakfast from seven to seven thirty. We have our abiding time as a family from eight, um, seven 30 to eight. We do school until 1130. We eat lunch at 1130. Um, and then usually the kids are done. My older ones may have one or two things lingering. Um, we have a free time in the afternoon. We rest, we, and when we're in America, we swim, we ride bikes, they create, they do art, we do music. Um, uh, yeah, just they play with toys, imaginative play. We try to do something active and then, yeah. And so we just have a lot of flexibility. So it works great. It's a good fit for our family, but there are different kinds. So there's one kind of homeschooling where you send your kids two days a week, maybe on Mondays and Wednesdays, and then on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, you do the homework and you support your child, but they're getting their main teaching instruction at a, in a formal school, traditional type school. And then obviously these days, people are just doing classes online. There's a really good chance that, that as my kids grow in their high school years, they'll do some classes online, which I think would be fantastic. But right now we just use curriculum and do it at home. Um, it sounds like you do kind of a year-round approach for your homeschooling, and then it's a combination of different curriculums that you feel is appropriate for your children's learning levels. Yes. We, we do school all the time. Because we live in Africa, we, we have a lot of transition in our life, and we like, we like the flexibility. So we do school every day, except when we don't. And, you know, we'll take, when we're in transition, we just take off several weeks. When we're going to visit our family, we take off several weeks. When we feel like going to the beach, we take off that day. And because, and, and our, my kids like that. When we transition, when we get back to Chad, for example, we're in the U.S. right now. In a couple of weeks, we're going to go back to Chad. And my husband and I will be fixing everything that broke while, we're, that, while we were gone and unpacking all the, the stuff that we brought with us. At a certain point, the, kid will, the kids will ask me, okay, mom, can we start school? Because they feel a need for that structured rhythm in the day. And so they really, they really enjoy it. And we, we enjoy it as well. That's great. And I think you're reminding us and something that I have mentioned on this you know, show before, a couple of things, you know, the, the get up and get dressed, you know, idea that, you know, just having that, you know, kind of fresh outlook on the day, like you said, is different than kind of rolling around in pajamas. And, you know, every, you know, every family and every day, you know, might look a little bit different, but right. having that as kind of the, the goal, I think does make a difference. And That's I've even heard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've even heard some 
very, you know, creative families, you know, say that, well, you know, we walk to school every day, even if we're schooling at home, we're going to put on our backpacks, we're going to walk around the neighborhood. And then when we come back oh, and wow. we're in school mode. That's clever. That's <laughs> yeah. Clever. Yeah. So you get a little bit of exercise, fresh air, and you've kind of made the, the clear, you know, transitions happen, you know, by, by going all the way to that level. But yeah, um, yeah you, you bring up that school homeschooling can look very different. There's, you know, different like models and templates that I've you know, seen and heard about online, everything from like, you know, unschooling to, you know, to just kind of independent schooling. I mean, there's a whole range. Yes. And then I think you were alluding to maybe the co-op kind of a, a model where you're going to a place to get some of it in a collective setting with other homeschooling families. Well, um, we, we actually haven't done that as much. We have mainly just not not because of where we live right we haven't had right. a lot of co-op right. opportunities yeah yeah just mentioning some options that families in the united states might have yes um, and then sure. yes and then online programs online charter schools are some other ways that families can choose to to homeschool there's hybrid options and then there's distance learning and you already kind of mentioned that it, it you know if you're implementing your public schools curriculum or private schools curriculum, you're, you're not having the full, you know, kind of independence of, you know, picking yes. the curriculum and all of that. And that's certainly kind factors to in. yourself. That is <laughs> yeah. much more difficult. You are yeah. implementing someone else's program. That's, that is much more challenging than, than homeschooling from scratch. Absolutely. So then some schedule, I think is something you've already just said, which I've also mentioned before. Yes. So having a rhythm, having a routine, having a schedule. Rhythm is a better word than schedule. Yes. Yeah, because, yeah. because schedule can bring with it some connotations of rigidity and you want to be real careful. It's very difficult at nine fifty If you've decided you're supposed to be doing handwriting every day, that's a lot of pressure to keep yourself and your kids under. But if you just write out a rhythm, first we do 10 minutes of handwriting, then we do 10 minutes of typing, then we do 10 minutes of math back. And if it, you know, if it grows or shrinks that day, no problem. But you have a rhythm and the kids know the rhythm. But yeah, if you're like at 10.05, we're supposed to be doing handwriting. Why aren't you doing handwriting? That can create a lot of stress. Unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. And I think even with distance learning, I find, I'm finding that I think one of the advantages that we have is that we can do a little bit more, can be a little more flexible. You know, yes. certainly, you know, I think our school is going to definitely have that we're going to be on Zoom, you know, every right. hour on the clock or whatever. Uh, yes. But then there will be, you know, half hour, you know, breaks in between where the children I think are expected, yes, to, to do some independent work. And if they maybe need a longer break, then maybe they can take a longer break then, but then, you know, at a next half hour, you know, break that they're going to be completing, you know, two subjects instead of just one. Yes. So I do think that the flexibility opportunities, you know, are, are there if, if we for take sure. them for, for distance learning. Yeah. And speaking of breaks, uh, you have some fun ideas for, for taking breaks and throughout the day. Yeah. So sometimes I'll have the kids, I'll say, okay, go outside and run around the house and come back in. Or we took a mini trampoline to chat. And so I'll say, okay, jump on the trampoline while you're doing your math facts or, you know, jump a hundred times on the trampoline and let's get back at this. Uh, especially if they're bumping up against something that seems hard, let's just take a physical break or yeah. Or go put your let's pull the, pull the clothes out of the dryer and let's fold our laundry to take a break or do some lunch prep. 
Yeah, I, I love that. When you are home, that is another advantage that you can bring yes. in some of the day-to-day -day activities as a break. And it doesn't always have to be technology. I think it's easy to, to think of a break as, you know, jump on a video game. Um, but especially during the day, you know, we want to maintain the school day, the learning time we want to maintain. Okay, you know, we still want recess to happen, right? Even if you're not going on to the playground. But if you can yeah. jump around for a little bit, you know, the, it's almost like a, a jump start. And we know that, yeah. you know, physiologically, you know, it helps the body, it helps the brain, oh, it gets sure. the oxygen pumping and, it, and you actually do better when you sit down again to do work because you've had that sure. you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, even five minutes can make a difference of a, you know, a brisk yes. walk in your neighborhood. So, so that's great as far as how breaks can help us with this. Yeah. Good. Good. And then talk to me a little bit about, you know, staying connected with your kids through it because I think one of the challenges that you know I've I've found in, in, in talking to families is that it can now create this wall or this barrier that you have to now push your children in a specific way to accomplish specific things at specific times or else, you know, whatever the or else might be. Right. Um given the situation. So uh, what do you what advice do you have around the, the connection and the relationship? So I think what we have to establish as parents is what is our primary goal? Is our primary goal that our child get A's in school and get into a good college and get a good job so that they make a great salary and so they have a comfortable life? Is that our primary goal? And I think most people would say, I would like that to happen. But my primary goal, if I'm honest with myself, is I want to have, I want them to be a loving, caring, compassionate adult. I want them to make a positive impact on the world around them. I, I want to have a good relationship with them. I want them to come over for Sunday dinners you know, when they're adults. I want them to want to be with me. Right. By choice, to, not by force. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to want to be with me when we go on a vacation. And those that starts now with your five-year-old and your six-year-old. This is the time for that, staying connected to them. It is not important that they know what six times seven is. It's, that is not as important as do they feel safe with you? Are they feeling connected? If you're bumping up against something, stay, take a minute. Like, why isn't my kid getting this? Why isn't my kid doing their schoolwork? Take a minute, take a deep breath. Why? Be curious, let yourself be curious. What's going on with them? Maybe ask the child questions. Hey, how are you feeling about this assignment? You might find out some things that, are, that you can easily correct. They might think, oh, if I don't get this right, then I'm going to get a bad grade and you're gonna be mad at me. Or my teacher's gonna be mad at me. Oh. You can correct that so easily. And I guarantee you that a child that is not afraid is going to learn better. A child that's not stressed is going to learn better. How well do you and I learn, Akua, when we're afraid, when we're stressed? We don't learn well. But when we are at peace and when we, have, when we feel connected with our teacher, we learn better. I mean, weren't we like that as kids? Our favorite teachers, we learned more in their classes because yeah. we liked them and we felt loved by them. Yeah. And so and we remember them. Like I can remember yes. you know, my favorite teachers and how they made me. Of course you do. Yeah. 
relationship is more important than a task. It's more important. And so you starting your day and remembering then getting good grades, then doing well, accomplishing their assignments is not as important as us staying connected. And so, and give them responsibility and let them fail. That is okay. Wouldn't you rather your child fail at his math facts test now than fast forward 10 years and he's, he's drinking a beer while he's driving and he's making a much bigger mistake then? Let encourage your mis the mistakes now. Let them make tons of mistakes while you carry a lot of influence in their life. Because in their teen and young adult years, your influence is just, it's supposed to get less and less. And they're supposed to make their own mistakes. But wouldn't it be great if they made a lot of mistakes right now and you let them fail? It's so tempting to save them because you can. You can, you can help them a lot with their schoolwork so that they get good grades. But then that's not the way that their life is going to be. So just let them fail and encourage them to be overcomers and get back up and, and keep going. And I get yeah. excited about these things. <laughs> I can tell. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I think that energy is important. And, and you bring up kind of the whole kind of growth mindset in that, you know, yes. fail, in, in the growth mindset model, you know, failure is like you said, a good thing and it's an opportunity to teach. It's an opportunity to learn and to grow and to stretch. But I know, you know, many of us grew up with a much more fixed, you know, mindset. Yes. Is, you know, the worst thing at all costs, right? Avoid at all costs. And, yes. you know, you put a certain pressure on, you know, yourself never to fail because it's a sign of weakness or it's a sign of not being smart enough or good enough and um, on and on and on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. So Character then, and love are so yes. important. Character, character, character. Um, yeah. And, and if, you're so, if you're really, really focused on accomplishing tasks and grades, it's much more difficult. You know, I learned at this homeschool conference, and I just feel like it's so true. If you teach your kids how to learn, and if you teach them good character, and you teach them how to read and how to do some basic math and how to find information, that's basically all you need to do. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When you boil it down to the basics, yeah. it, it, it can be quite simple. Yes. Yeah. Love yeah. of learning, yeah. Keep, keeping connection and keeping them excited to learn things. Because I mean, think about it, Akua, there are a million things you and I don't know, right? So what do we do when we need to know something and we don't know it? We, we research it, it. We learn it. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember everything you learned in school? No, yeah. but if you need to access that, you look it up. Right, you know, it's right. not so much so important that they have to learn everything right now, but they have to learn how to learn and right. they have to enjoy learning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole idea of the lifelong learner. You know, how do you, yes. you know, how do you raise someone to, to be a lifelong learner? And yes. um, I think, you know, getting to, you know, have raise your children in the way that you are, you know, in another country, cross-culturally, you know, it sounds like it's providing a lot of opportunities to, to teach the character and to teach uh, about yes. kindness and empathy and to make learning all the time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, great. And then as, yeah, we wind down, any, you know, any words for kind of the long haul of it? I think at the beginning of the school year, it can be, feel a little bit, um, 
you know, overwhelming or, you know, kind of daunting, you know, to think about months, especially if we're going to be in distance learning mode and we don't know, you know, when and how that will shift. But um, do you have any, you know, encouragement for pacing ourselves and, uh, you know, kind of getting, getting to the, the, the finish line of, of at least one school year yeah. <laughs> under our belts? I would, I would just come back to be kind to yourself be compassionate, being, we have to be kind to ourselves. We have to be kind to ourselves in our thoughts. We can't, we have to stay in a place of thanksgiving, seeing the positive, speaking positive words to our children, encouraging them, encouraging the process. When we see excellent character issues, affirming that, you know, when they do something loving or compassionate or kind, affirming that because we want to have, we want to be around nice people. And the way to be and not to have nice people is to be nice. Yeah. And it's hard to be nice when you're beating yourself up. You can't be someone on the outside that you're not on the inside. You have to be a nice person to yourself in here, in your mind. Sorry, I'm pointing to, <laughs> you can't see me. You can't hear me pointing. I, I wish the audience got, could see you. <laughs> we could, we, we've got to be kind in our hearts and in our thoughts to ourselves and we have to receive that love from God so that we can channel it to our children. If we are beating ourselves up and saying, oh, we're, so, we're, we're behind in school, we're still behind, you're gonna be always behind in something. Be released, that's okay. But are you enjoying it? Are you having fun? Are, are you interested? Are you following those rabbit trails? Mom, how does, how does a battery work? Well, are you gonna say, it doesn't matter how a battery works. We've got to learn seven times five. Or are you going to say, let's find out how a battery works. That would be so fun. Yeah, just keep it fun. Keep it light. Be kind to yourself. Stay in a place of thanksgiving. Walk as an overcomer, not a victim. You can choose. Even, even little things like your language. Oh, we have to do math today. Oh, we still have to do our science. Just changing your wording can create a whole new atmosphere with your children. Oh, we get to do science now. Oh, we get to do math now. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook lunch now. I'm thankful that for the chance that we have, you know, even if you feel like you don't want to cook lunch, okay, you can still phrase it in a different way than I have to cook lunch now. Your life can become joys and privileges instead of obligation. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And I love your energy and enthusiasm as you talk about it. It's, it's definitely infectious. I feel like, yes, today we get to do math. We get to do science. I get to go yes. cook. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Good. Well, um, you know, maybe you can tell us how, you know, to find out more about, you know, your, um, you know, some of the different resources that you have more to reach out and connect with you if people want to, you know, learn more from you. Absolutely. So I have, uh, I have self-published three books on Amazon. They're really short and they're, they're mostly directed for people who are in cross-cultural situations, but I've found that people that I was, wasn't expecting have been blessed by them. And so there's a book on intercession, prayer and creative prayer and intercession. There's a book on managing a house helper cross-culturally. And there's a book on thriving while your husband is um, out of town, your spouse is, is out of town um, or traveling. And yeah, and there's an email address at the end of each of those books, thrivingcrossculturally at gmail.com. Uh, I think, Akua, you're going to have those linked. Yes, um, and then I we will. have, 
we have a website describing just a little, little bit about our ministry. Um, and so, yeah, but I, I'm happy. I love to support people who are trying to live the life of an overcomer and wanting encouragement, uh, needing a little boost or a little spark. Um, yes, no I matter where you are in the people. world. Exactly. Yeah, 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 where we are in the world or no matter where we are on our journey. <laughs> in journey. Yeah. Yes, yeah. thank you. I've been very much encouraged as a, as a you know, mom who is going to be doing more with the, the teaching than, you know, I have, uh, I have in the past, but I'm, you know, you're, you're bringing that enthusiasm and that excitement for it, uh, you know, to, as we launch and embark on, you know, we have many challenges going on, you know, right now. And absolutely. But, but there are also many opportunities and windows for joy and celebration and yeah. uh, we can, we can choose those every day. So thank you for reminding us about that, Trisha. Absolutely. And it, I just, I, I would just, would, would want to close out just to to be sure to articulate that not every day is sunshine and roses in the Blackbird household. <laughs> there are tough days. Um, yes. and As in I every household. On a journey and, yes. And so I, I wouldn't want anyone to walk away and think, well, that woman's got her stuff together. Um, I said in our last podcast uh, together that Jesus has my stuff together and uh, he keeps it together. And when I break it every day, he fixes it every day. And, and so just if you're feeling, if you're having a hard day, that's okay. You can share that with your kids. You can ask your kids to pray for you. You can pray all together. Um, hard days are part of the package, but don't get bogged down in it. Don't stay there. Overcome. God has made us to become over, to be overcomers. And when we're, when we're in a hard time, that's okay. Be kind to yourself. Kindness is the way to get out of it. Not slave driving, not cracking the whip. It's, it's gentle inviting yourself. Okay. I'm having a hard time. Don't ignore it. Take a minute. I'm having a hard time. This kid's stressing me out. This kid's not doing what I want him or her to do. Take a breather. Ask God to help you. Share that you're fresh. Maybe, you know, you're having a hard time with your kids. Let, invite them into it. It's a team effort. It's not just you. They get, they have a responsibility in this situation. Let them feel that responsibility. But yeah, I would just, I just want to encourage people. You have good days and you have bad days, but the best way to get out of a bad day is take a breather, recognize I'm having a hard time right now. Okay, what do I need to do differently? What, what, usually a small change, if you would just pay attention to way that, the way that you're feeling, sometimes a small change can make all the difference in your day. Maybe just play a song, like a fun dance song, and everyone just say, all right, everybody, put your pens down. We're going to have a dance break and just have a little dance party or go outside and kick the soccer ball around for a minute. That can change the whole dynamic of the day. That's great. Thank you so much for that. And um, it, I, if you wouldn't mind, I end some of my episodes with uh, a prayer um, that I'll yes. pray for the audience. But I would, since you, you know, have literally written a book on prayer, would you mind? <laughs> oh, I would love to. I Closing would love us to out. Just, yeah. Father, thank you so much for your love in our life. You show your love for us everywhere. We just give us eyes to see it. We want to have eyes to see it and give thanks and, and praise you and focus on how good you are and how loving that you're in a good mood, that you love us, that you have blessed us in crazy, amazing, abundant ways. 
And even when we're in a mess, curled up in a fetal position in the corner, you still love us and are cheering for us and you're not disappointed with us. And we thank you for that. And I just wanna bless all the moms out there. I wanna bless you with joy and peace and kindness that you would take your thoughts captive and really recognize how you are treating yourself and be good to yourself. And I wanna bless you with power to receive God's love and channel that to your children and to love your children the way that you love your neighbor, your little neighbors as you're loving yourself and that you would be able to just fully receive his love and his grace in your life. And I bless you with power to overcome every day in this school year and that it would be an awesome and the best year yet, that you would look back on this year and say, that was the best one yet. I can't wait for the next year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Trisha. Bye. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.